Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1. We'll begin there. No Bible should read like this. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm glad that he authored it, and he'll finish it. Amen. What he started in you, he, he will complete it. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray. Our Father. Lord, thank you for this day, Lord. You know my heart this morning, God. I ask you, Lord, you'd forgive me of my sin, empty me myself, Lord, that I might be filled this morning with the presence and the, and the power of the Holy Ghost of God. Lord, you, you know the burden that's on my heart, God, and I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to preach it, Lord, God, the way you give it to me. And I pray, Lord, you'd speak to each heart, Lord. Speak to my heart. Speak to me and through me. Lord, we'll thank you for everything that's accomplished here today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to just dive right in this morning and, and try to give you what the Lord's laid on my heart. And I told Mandy this morning, I said, just pray, pray for me this morning. I said, because I ain't had the devil hinder me or try to get in my mind the way he has the last two days about, about preaching this. Now, I don't know why. But uh, he has. He, he's really tried to discourage me in, in preaching this. But we're just going to preach and what God gives us, amen, and, and give him the glory for it. But uh, I believe the Lord has something to say this morning if we'll just listen to him, amen. I, I've heard it said before, no fluff, no puff, no sugary stuff. We're just going to get what God wants us to have this morning, amen. I'm interested this morning. In verse number one of our, out of our text, it says, "Lay aside, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight." And I'll say for the lost person this morning, for those who've never been saved by the good grace of God, I, I pray today that you'll lay aside the weight of sin. To lay aside the weight of sin and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior and just live your life for Him. Amen. For those that are saved this morning, I pray today you'll lay aside every weight that is keeping you from living a sold out 100%. 100% sold out to Jesus Christ. That sin that so easily besets us. That word beset simply means to plague. It is the, that sin that easily torments or tortures you over and over and over again. It attacks you. It worries you. And, and worry is a sin. It may be worry this morning that that, that that sin that so easily besets you, that you're a worry war. If you worry about everything, I want you to lay aside that sin. Take it off and just lay it to the side. Amen. But my prayer this morning is for us to lay aside all of it. To lay aside. Some of us this morning have, have already just turned it off. Somebody's already just said, well, I'm going to cut it off. You believe that your life is just fine the way it is and you're content 
would stay in the same old way that you are right now. Amen. You're, you're content with your life. The devil's already spoke up this morning and said, well, he's crazy. <laughs> your life's fine. He, he, who does he think he is? I, I know how the devil works. He'll say, who, do, who does he think he is? He, he don't know. He don't live with you. He don't go home with you. He don't work with you. He don't travel around with you. He don't know. He don't know what you face this week. He, he, he's, he's crazy. But I'm here to tell you, God knows. Amen. God knows what you face. He knows that sin that so easily besets you. He knows the weight that you carry around every day. He knows. Amen. God knows. But on the other hand, there are some of you in here this morning that are tired of carrying the weight around. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. You'll do anything to shed and get rid of the weight that you've been carrying around. Today, the Christian life is a race. It, it, it is not a sprint. It is not quickly run. It is a marathon that we run over time. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort on our part. And let me just say this morning, if you and I are going to be very successful in this race as a born-again Christian, as a child of God, it's going to take effort. It's going to take effort. I've never seen a day and hour where Christians just don't want to do anything. It takes effort to serve God. Amen. I'm not saying we got to work for salvation, but I'm saying we work because we are saved. Amen. And just like any other race that you and I run, there will be a training process. We have to train. If you and I are running, we don't want anything to hinder us. I, I'm not going to run much anyway. Amen. Not unless something's after me. And it ought to be pretty big then. But if we're running, we don't want any hindrance or we don't want any distraction or anything that will obstruct us while we're running. I don't want weights weighting me down while I'm trying to run. So why is it that we walk around day after day with the weights of sin and things in our life we try to carry them around. Why is it? Why is it that we know we're weighted down, but we refuse to take it off? We refuse to lay it aside. I'm talking about as a Christian. Why do we refuse to take it off? Why do we just carry it around? I could stand here all day and, and just name things over and over and over that weigh us down in this race called life. But I want to share with you this morning five weights, five weights that need to be laid aside by us all. Five weights that need to be laid aside by us all this morning. The lost, they need to get saved, amen. The lost people just need to get saved. If they'll take that weight of sin and lay it and give it to Christ, it would be for them. And saved, they walk around defeated lives because of these five things. Lost people walk around defeated because of it, and saved people walk around defeated because of it. We'll just get right into it. We need to lay aside the weight, number one, of our past. Of our past. 
And let me just clear this up before we move any farther. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I am a sinner. You are a sinner. That is my past. I, I, I sinned in my past. It don't matter what I've done in my past. It, it just don't matter. Every single one of us in here this morning have a past riddled with sin. But I say glory to God this morning. We don't have to live in our past. I, I don't have to live back there with the things that I, I'm ashamed of my past. And the older I get, the more I'm ashamed of the things that I've done. Amen. But every sinner has a past this morning. Every sinner has a past. But every saint has a future. Amen. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This crowd that says they're saved and there ain't no change in their life, friend, I'm afraid today they're still weighted down in a lost condition. Amen. I, I just don't see how people do it. That they just, well, I got saved. And, and you don't see them again. Uh, you just, they have no desire to do anything for God. They have no desire to serve God. They have no desire to worship God. They have no desire to be in the house of God. Amen. When I got saved, I want to be in the house of God. Amen. Right. I need to be in the house of God. I have to be in the house of God. Amen. I'm afraid that they're weighted down in that lost condition still. Isaiah 43, verse number 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider things of old. I need to less side the, the, the devil, the Bible calls him in Revelation, the accuser of the brethren. And to be a brethren, you've got to have a parent that is the same. My father, we have the same father. If you're saved, we got the same father. That's what makes us brethren and sister in Christ, amen. But he is the accuser of the brethren. You don't think that he don't come up to me and say, well, you remember he done that? You remember, why are you even, why are you even preaching? Because, because you done this so many years ago. Or you said that the other day. Or you thought this. He is accuser of the brethren. He brings up our past over and over and over. And so many people today are defeated and weighted down by their past. Well, I just can't go to church because I'm too bad. Well, I, I wish a lot of people would, would see, hey, I am bad and I need to go. Amen. Amen. I'm bad and I need to be here. I'm a sinner and I need to be here. But he says, behold, I will do a new thing. When I got saved, when I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior, I became a new creature in Christ. What I used to be ain't what I am now. I'm not what I need to be or what I want to be, but bless God, I ain't what I used to be. He's moving me forward. He, he's progressing me into what he wants me to be. If we're not progressing in Christ, we're going backwards. We're getting stagnated. We need, we have to be moving forward. We can't live in our past. If you've never truly been saved, 
If you've never trusted in the shed blood of Christ, if you've never repented, and this is something that what, preachers are leaving this out today, there's a thing called repentance. Repentance means to turn. People say, well, I got saved, but they keep on doing the same thing that they've always done. That is not repentance. Repentance means to turn and go the opposite way. When I got saved, when I trusted in Christ, I repented of my sins and I'm going a different way now. I'm not, I don't hang out in the beer joint no more, amen. I don't, I don't drink, smoke, chew, or hang out with those who do, amen. It's, I've heard it said. But I, I, I repented and I'm going a different way. If you've never repented, all oh, the weight, the weight that we carry around today, I think that's why a lot of people that, that claim to be saved, they're always, oh God, they're always just tormented. That's because they've not repented. They've never been saved, amen. Jesus said in Luke chapter number 9, uh, verse 62, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Once you get saved and you grab a hold of that gospel plow and you start going forward, he said, don't turn around and look back. There ain't nothing back there for you. Just keep plowing, keep plowing, keep plowing. Go ahead. Keep plowing. It's time that we lay aside our past and let it go. There's nothing I can do about yesterday. There's not one blessed fire thing that you can do about last week. Let it go. Let it go. Lay it off. Set it off. And go on. Move on. Amen. Number two. That's what I'm going to do. Move on. Put our hands to the plow. And let's just run the race for Jesus. Amen. Lay aside the weight of our past. We need to lay aside the weight of our, number two, of other people. We need to lay aside the weight of other people. If you ask if I ask everybody in here the question, have you ever been hurt or done wrong by somebody else, every hand in here would go up if I asked you that. Let me just say to you this morning, you cannot control what other people do. You cannot control what other people say. You cannot control the actions of those around you. I can't control the actions of my wife. She can't control my actions. The only life that, that, that I can control is mine. I'm the only one in control right here with the way what I, the, the, what I do. But you can control how you respond to other people. You can control how you react to certain situations. You can control your own actions, amen. I hear it all the time. I ain't going to church down there. I, I ain't going over there because so-and-so goes over there. I, I, I'm not going to go to, to, I'm not going to go fellowship with them because she's over there. And she said this about me or he said that about me. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. And where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not things on earth, things in the earth. 
Let me just be real with you this morning. If you get to looking at me, if you get focused on me, I'll let you down. Amen? I will let you down. If we get focused on people, if we get focused on other people, we will get let down. We will be weighted down from other people just looking at them. If we get focused on people instead of the Savior, we'll walk around defeated. My relationship with Christ is personal. Your relationship with Christ is personal. Let me just say, it, I know it is a difficult thing to be around or be in a family with people that are not saved. It is hard. It is, it is a weight that we carry around. We've got loved ones that we want to get saved so bad. And when we're around them, it, it, it's, you can't, it, it's, it burdens your heart that they live and do the things that they do. You just keep praying for them. You just keep seeking God on their behalf. You can't control what they do. You can't control it. But you, you can control what you do. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. You keep serving God. You keep plowing God. You keep plowing on for the Savior. Don't get focused on people. We need to take that off. We, I'm not saying this morning not to get a burden for people. We ought to have a burden for people. We ought to have a burden for those in our family that are lost. But you have to live in joy. You've got to have joy in your life. And if you're looking at, at so-and-so and so-and-so, you're walking around with weights all over you trying to carry them around and you can't do it. You cannot live a joyful Christian life weighted down with other people. So stay focused on Christ and seek Him wholeheartedly and you'll begin to start laying these weights off. When we're looking at Him instead of other people, we've lived a victorious life in Him. Amen. We need to lay aside the weight of number three, our problems. Our problems. A lot of times we come into church and we're majoring, listen to me, we're majoring on our problems. We're focused on ourselves. We're focused on what's going on in our life. And I'm not saying this morning that if you're going through troubles and problems and trials, that I'm not saying that you you shouldn't stand up and say, pray for me, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Or pray for me in this area, I, I, I'm going through a trial here. That's not what I'm saying. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We ought to bear one another's burdens. We need each other. I need you and you need me. But what I am saying this morning is we're here to give glory to God. Not my problem. Amen. When I come in here I want to turn aside the cares of this world. Whatever's going on in my life I don't care if me and my wife fought all the way to church, amen. I'm going to get it. We need to get it right, which we didn't, amen. Let me just make that clear. 
But if we did, I need to get that right and say, Lord, forgive me and just worship him. That's why we come in here is to lift up him, to give him glory. If I stand up here this morning and make it all about me, I'm not making it about him. And that's what this is about. It is about him. It's about the Savior. We're to be pointing people to Jesus, not pointing people to my problem this morning. And I know we all got problems. Amen. We all got them. But we're to point people to the problem solver. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, we can't focus on, on all our problems we face in life. If we focus on our problems instead of Jesus, we'll be, we'll be defeated most of our time. We'll be defeated. Don't you want joy? I don't know about you, but I want to be happy, happy, happy. I want to be happy all the time. I want the peace of God in my heart. And if I'm walking around with my lip run out because of my problems, I can't obtain the joy and peace and the blessings that, that God has for me. The devil gets you focused on your problems instead of him. It's a distraction. It's a weight that he has planted in us to weight us down, to keep us from living a joyful, victorious Christian life. We've all been around those people that every time you're around them, they're moaning and groaning and belly aching about their problems. Somebody say amen right there. We've been, we've been around them. And by the time that you leave them, you're just as depressed as they was. Amen. I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be around negative people. I want to be around people that's grabbed the hope of the plow and not looking back. And they say, bless God, it don't matter what's going on in my life. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care what I'm facing. I'm just going to plow on. Amen. God is bigger than our problems. And most of our problems, I dare to say, are nowhere near big as we make them out to be anyway. <laughs> I got a hangnail. Woo! I got a hangnail. They want to amputate my finger. That's the way we turn our problems into. Amen. We do that. We get focused on it being weighted down with the problem instead of just saying, hey, God's got it. He's still Jesus this morning. He's still on the throne. He's still large and in charge, amen. I want you to just think about, look back through your life. Look back, just reflect a history lesson this morning. Look back through your life and think about all the problems and troubles that you've had. There's stuff popping in your mind, troubles that you've had in your life. You've made it through every single one of them. Ain't you? If you hadn't made it through, you wouldn't be sitting here. You made them through every problem you've ever had. And if somebody helped you make them through them, amen, and his name's Jesus, he helped you through your problem, so why is he not going to help Why wouldn't he help you through your problem now? Amen. So many times we bring our problems to the altar. I've, I've used this before. I'll take these weights. I'm pro I got so many problems I don't know what to do. 
and I've been walking around these weights all week long or all month long or two years or ten years. These people walked around weighted down their whole entire Christian life. And they, they just keep carrying them. They just keep carrying them. They won't put them down. They almost grow to them. They won't put them down. That we'll walk up here, we'll lay our problems down, and we'll, we'll pray and we'll ask Jesus the Lord to take them. And then what we'll do, we'll take this bag and when we start to go back, we, we'll say, well, we're going to leave them there. And then what we'll do, we'll put them in our little sack. My problems look a little different now. I come up here to the altar to leave them there, but I, I'm, I put them in a sack and I carry them off with me. They look different. My problems, it made me feel better by coming up here laying them down. And it makes me feel better when I put them in this bag. I'm still toting the same amount of weight. I'm still toting the same weight. It's 30 pounds when I put it, brought it up there, and it's 30 pounds when I carry it back. We're toting our problems around instead of just leaving at the altar. You say, preacher, it, it's, it's easier said than done. I know. I know. But we need to lay aside the weight of our problems. We need to lay aside the weight of number four, our pleasures. Our pleasures. And this one right here, most preachers today would tiptoe around it and they, they, they don't want to preach on it. And they, they want to avoid the, uh, making somebody mad or hurting somebody's feelings, but I ain't going to do it. Anymore. The Lord put it in there, so I'm going to preach it. Amen. Psalms 118.6 says, The Lord is on my side. Amen. I will not fear what man can do to me. So I'm preaching pleasure this morning. We need to lay aside the weight of our pleasure. God said preach it. I want you to understand this morning, I'm not against entertainment. I'm not against recreation. God knows we all need it. Let's talk about that snow tube before church. I'm going to get down there faster than you, Dara. I'm going to bring some baby oil and put on the bottom of my team. Amen. I'm going to take me some performance enhancing drugs between now and then. Wash it in my hair. Amen. Amen. But we live in a society today that is absolutely bonkers crazy over entertainment. Amen goes right there. We live in a day that everybody wants to be entertained. If you want to be entertained, don't come here because I'm not here to entertain. Amen. You, you've got to... You've got grown men today that'll lay up in the bed and play Xbox, bless God, all day long and won't be a father to their children. Amen. You got mothers that had rather when they get off of work, they'd rather go hit the gym than hit the stove and cook a, fam a meal for their family. Amen. Amen. And there ain't a thing wrong with going to the gym. Mandy says she's fixing to start going. There ain't a thing wrong playing Xbox if you want to play Xbox. But laying up in it all day long and neglecting your responsibilities, that's what I'm talking about. We let pleasure... Take the place of our responsibility. 
We're responsible, especially children of God. We have a responsibility to uphold. Amen. I ain't never seen a beat in my life. And I'm not just talking about at home and in the home. I'm talking about in the house of God. It blows my mind what people would do, what they'll put before the house of God. It, I, I don't I understand people get sick. I understand that things happen. I understand people have to work. Bible says man ought not walk work, don't not eat. I understand work. And I understand that today is a day of progress. Sunday's not a day of rest anymore into the world. It's well, you got to work, work, work. I know the place I work runs seven days a week, 365 days a year, around the clock. If wouldn't, the lights wouldn't be on in here. But so many are putting pleasures, the pleasures of this world, before the power of God. I could ask, how many in here has been in a dead, dry church? And every one of us would raise their hand. Again, we've all been in a dead, dry church. At some point in time, did you like it being in a dead, dry church? No. I'm afraid the reason that churches are dying up by the roots is because we're putting pleasure before the power. Amen. We're carrying around the weight of pleasure and the devil makes it easy. He puts everything out there. He, he fills our time with everything. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. What's important to us this morning? I don't know all the reasons. I'm just going to say this right here. I don't know all the reasons why. And I'm, I, it's not up. It's not none of my business. I'm just. I'm just going to be real. I'm going to tell you my heart this morning. Thursday night, other than my family of four people here, four. Like I said, that's the reason I said I know people sick, I know things happen, I know people work. Four people. How many were not here because of pleasure? Because they didn't want to be. Some, they put something else before God. And I'll let that lay there. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. That some is, there's a lot of some is's today. There's a lot of some is's today. But he says, But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I, if we don't see the day approaching, we've got a bag over our head, amen. We've got our head in the sand if we don't see the approaching of the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. And he says, when you see that day approaching, you better get into so much more. You better lay aside the pleasures of your life. You better lay aside that weight of pleasure and start serving God. Amen. You, we, got, we got work to do. 
And let me just say right here, if we would lay aside, if we would lay aside some of our pleasure, point number three of our problems would go away. Point number three would be erased if we would get rid of that pleasure. And I don't get me wrong this morning, I'm not saying that we ought not do things and have fun. Ain't don't nobody like to have fun more than I do. But we're putting so much stuff before God. So much of our pleasure. What pleasure are you putting before God today? He wants to be number one in my life. He wants to be number one in your life and he will not take a back seat to nothing. Not one thing will God take a back seat to. Lay aside the weights of pleasure. And lastly, this is one that everybody in this room, including myself, struggles with. We need to lay aside the weight of our pride. We need to lay aside the weight of our pride. We live in a prideful day. Things are more about others and ourselves than it is about him. Ricky Gravely said this, pride will blind you, pride will bind you, and pride will bury you. You think about that. That's biblical. You look through the life of Samson, what happened to him. His pride blinded him. He got his eyes put out. It binded him. He was bound in chains. And it eventually buried him. It buried him. Pride says, I can handle this on my own. Pride says, I have this under control. I got it, Lord. I don't need you in this part. If I need you, I'll call you. I've got this little thing. i got this little thing under control. If what I do don't work, I'll get with you. But I'm telling you this morning, you can't, we can't even walk without holding his hand. That's what the song says. I can't even walk without holding his hand. So why in the world would I think that I can I can take care of something on my own? I can't take care of nothing. I wouldn't even be able to get up and put my shoes on if it wasn't for him. We all just bless God that we had the strength to get up this morning. I had the strength to slide my shoes on. Amen. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. The Bible says, These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. The very first thing God says is a proud look. Pride. Pride. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before fall. If you want to fall, you let pride in your life. And we have to be very, very, very careful. We've all been in service. I've seen people stand up and testify, and pride raise up. I've seen God be moving on a service, and somebody open their mouth and start talking, and the Holy Spirit say, because the person that was testifying was going and 
instead of. You've been in church long, you've seen it too. Pride. I have to be very careful standing here that I don't try to elevate the flesh. That I don't say, well, look at me, look at me. I have to be careful. I want to say, look at him. Like I said earlier, if you look at me, you'll be disappointed. I'll let you down. Look at him. It's all about him. Hell is full of people this morning that was full of pride. And I'm afraid hell's full of more people with pride than any other thing. Let me just tell you this morning, drinking alcohol didn't send people to hell. It didn't. Dope didn't send people to hell. Pride sent them to hell. I couldn't tell you the times that I've this just in this pulpit. In five months we've been here, I've seen God deal with people and them grab a hold to the pew. Them grab, and, and pride would not let them move. They wouldn't move because of their pride. I've seen it over and over again. Well, he's not talking about me. I'm okay. I got this. I'm alright. The, the sin in my life ain't that bad, or I'm not that bad. I'm better than so-and-so. I'm better than him, or I'm better than her. Pride. The devil will get up there and say, don't you go down there. They'll think something's wrong with you. Bless God, I'm worried about the ones that don't come. And I'll close with this this morning. We bow our heads and close our, close our eyes. Let me say, let us lay aside every weight. He said every weight. And there's more than these five things, but these five things right here we struggle with. We're toting around weights that we have no business toting around. He said, let us lay aside every weight and sin. Let me just say to you this morning, pride is a sin. Amen. Pride is a sin. And it does so easily beset us. The weight of our past, the weight of people, the weight of problems, the weight of pleasure, and the weight of pride. I'll say to you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, what better day to, to come to know Him as Lord and Savior. If you're weighted down this morning, you've got weights all over you, just come, come lay them down. He said lay aside every weight. He said, lay aside every weight. 